0: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back in to Locked On Bama, Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
0: I am doing great. Closer to spring practice, closer to the SEC basketball tournament, closer to the final regular season game, and more importantly, closer to hearing you discuss watching J.D. Davison in person today.
1: I did, and uh, that's what we'll spend the first segment on for a minute. Um, I'll just ramble for a second. All right, so Calhoun, the team that J.D. Davison plays for, they were playing midfield. If you know anything about high school basketball in Alabama, Midfield is a team you just never want to face in the playoffs. Number one, they have the best dressed coaching staff in the history of dressed coaching staffs. Um, they, are, they are sharp as a tack. And on top of that, they have incredible athletes every year. It just doesn't matter. They've always got incredible athletes. And they come in this year with another set of incredible athletes. Um, and I will put it this way. Calhoun – and J.D. Davidson. J.D. Davidson was the best player on the court by far. Then the next six or seven best players all played for midfield. Midfield, (laughs) um, by about four points, Davidson had 45 points. Um, He had about 13 rebounds, uh, probably two, no, maybe four or five steals. Um, He had a few turnovers, but he's and I don't mean this as a shot at the other players at Calhoun, but he's so much better than everybody else on that team. Um, it's not close. Now, he could get to the rim practically at will. Uh, and that's one thing I think he's going to need to learn, though, at the next level is yeah. he's not going to be able to that's do that all it. the time. Um, but he's quick as a hiccup. And when he does he, – he has so much faith in his ability, and he should. I mean, his – his jumping is out of this world. His quickness is unbelievable. His handles are very good. Um, I, I I think he's awesome. I think he's a well-deserved top ten player in the country. I hadn't seen all the players in the country, but if you're telling me uh, that that's one of the top ten, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I can see that, and I'm thrilled to death to have him. Um, he he missed all his three pointers. I think he only took three or four. Uh, he but getting to the to the rim, no problem. Here's the other thing: finishing at the rim is where he excels. And that's where we have a problem as a team right now is finishing at the rim. And he just dunks it. Now he only had two dunks, but one of them was get out of your seat. How did he get up so quick to dunk that dunk? Um, He got to the rim, but there was a lot of traffic. So you think, okay, he's going to finger roll this in. And it's like at the last second, he jumped off of something else while he was in the air. Like there was a hovering pad that he could jump off of and he threw it down. Um, Again, he's, he's fabulous. He's one of the best players I've ever called doing this. And I've called Eric Bledsoe, I've called DeMarcus Cousins. Um, I I would say he's at least as good as Eric Bledsoe was. There's no
0: doubt in my mind. Wow. Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I was hoping you would say and to show how, outrageously crazy my expectations are because I'm an Alabama fan and we're fans of the best athletic programs in the history of college sports right now. Uh, How would you compare, and I'm not talking about his ball skills, basketball skills, but athletically, how would he compare to Kyra athletically? I'm terms of, you know, his size, his length, his quickness, his speed, just Total pure athlete versus Kyra Lewis. Um, He's
1: more athletic than Kyra. Really? Um, Kyra Kyra was so fast, but he was also a little – you know, he's a little – he's not frail, but, I mean, he's – Yeah, he's wiry. Yep. I mean, look, let's call a spade a spade. Kyra hadn't played much in the NBA right now, and probably one of the reasons is he's not built for it yet.
0: Right. No, Correct. So J.D. is as or more athletic than Kyra and a thicker, stouter kid.
1: And J.D. Davidson plays meaner. Um, he wants to go with the basket. He wants to embarrass you. Um, he's he's just got so much faith in his ability and he should. And And Kyra had so much faith in his speed. I think that's one of the differences, um Davidson just has faith in his his overall athletic ability and and one of the things he can do, like I said, he can just get up in the air and just hover um right It's really surreal to watch him jump i mean i I don't know how he's got that much spring in his step i mean it's it's incredible um and He's going to play a lot next year for us. I mean, it wouldn't shock me at all if he's, he's like day one starter, no doubt in my mind about that.
0: Um, well, it gets to my second question. Okay, so athletically you think he is the equal or better athletically than Kyra. How would you compare what you saw today, because he is a senior, and we saw this kid play as a freshman in college, but how would you compare his basketball skills to Colin Sexton?
1: Um, well, it's probably not super fair because I'd be willing to bet that, um, that, that Colin Sexton had better talent around him. Um, I I don't know that for a fact, but I feel quite certain that he did. Um, Colin Sexton, if I remember right, didn't he win the dunk contest and the three point contest at his all-star game?
0: Certainly sounds right.
1: Um, J.D. Davidson will win a slam dunk contest all day, every day. Now, mm-hmm. he's got a nice three point shot. Do I think he, you know, do I think he's one of the best shooters I've ever seen? No. I think he's at least as good of a shooter from three point as Kyra Lewis was. Yes. Um, okay. And well, these we, are
0: ter- I mean, it shows how crazy the, I mean, I'm basically asking you to say, <laughs> I mean, this is the way I look at it. I'm no Jerry West. I'm no NBA general manager, but I would evaluate basketball players two ways I mean in terms of like who's really 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 good next level good first of all how athletic are they and secondly where's their basketball skill level and it seemed to me that Alabama's had two recent point guards drafted in the first round of the NBA draft and not just the first round in the lottery because Kyra was crazy athletic and Colin had a crazy level of basketball skill Not to say that Collin wasn't athletic. Of course he is. And not to say that Kyra had zero basketball skill. That's not true either. But Kyra was drafted based on what I believe was incredible athleticism, whereas Collin was drafted as high as he was due to his skill. So what I'm hoping, because I'm a greedy, terrible person, (laughs) is that J.D. Davison is this freaky combination of the two. That he has a lot of Collins basketball skill, while being as athletic or nearly as athletic as Kyra.
1: Yeah, I, look, man, it's you got to sort of see him in person. Um, I, it's really, it's crazy to watch him play. I mean, you you don't understand how. He does some of the things he does, um, and I'm sure watching Colin Sexton was sort of the same way. I saw Kyra Lewis too, and I thought Kyra Lewis is going to be a heck of a player. He's fast, he's quick as a hiccup, and you got a lot of tools to work with. Um, I, I think J.D. Davidson feels like more of a finished product, which makes sense because Colin because uh, Kyra didn't play his senior year in high school, so. Yep. Uh, Jimmy, let me tell everybody. Let me tell everybody about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is the place for you to go to get all the parts your car will ever need. You've seen the commercial. You've seen the jingle. It's very catchy. RockAuto, R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com is where you want to go. And look, the website easy to navigate. If you need a chassis, if you need a windshield wiper, if you need a rearview mirror, if you need um, some floor mats, whatever you need. Rock Auto's got it, man. And it's so much cheaper than going to any of these other stores. Look, you can buy oil from rockauto.com and it'll be cheaper. And they'll get it to you ASAP. The site is super, super easy to navigate. And that's what's great about it. There's no frills. There's not a lot of flashing lights and shiny things. No, it's just like, hey, what kind of car do you have? Okay, what are you looking for? Okay, I got this, I got that, I got this air filter, whatever. rockauto.com is the place to go to get all the parts your car will ever meet Then when you're done getting the parts for your car, go to rock excuse me, go to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place to go to place your bets. Look, it's it, getting on tournament season. You want to put your bet in on that tournament, you know you do. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That's huge. 50% welcome bonus. So it's free money. Go get it. BetOnline. Dot .ag. Remember, it's dot .ag. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on, Get that free money. Then you can play poker if you want to. You can bet on games. You can play blackjack. You can do whatever you want to do. You can bet on reality TV. Man, that's so cool if you're into that kind of stuff. And if you've got a wife that knows what's going on with the Real Housewives or whatever it is, man, you might just be killing it, rolling in the money, you'll get that new 4K TV so that your wife can watch even more reality TV so that you can make even more money. I mean, it's just free stuff at betonline.ag. Go check them out, betonline.ag. And finally, Jimmy, gotta certainly tell everybody about Kaleidoscope Media. If you're building a new home or remodeling your current home, and you need to truly envision your dream before greenlighting the project, which is very important, you'll wanna hear me out on this. The good folks at Kaleidoscope Media can help with all your architectural visualization needs, from seeing and exploring your remodel layout, envisioning your custom kitchen to fully realize new home construction planning. They can help you see it all. They specialize in 3D modeling and photorealistic rendering, Kaleidoscope Media LLC. It's owned and operated by my husband by a husband and wife, not my husband, a husband and wife duo of Cassie and Michael Moore. They're out of Baldwin County, Alabama. Michael served two tours in Iraq and is a decorated disabled veteran. I mean, that's so cool. And I'm glad to see him out there doing this. And look, it's what a great business. He's following his military career. He pursued a degree in industrial design. His talent, coupled with Cassie's love for people, made the perfect combination for a business to start. Kaleidoscope Media is the goal to help people save money on future builds, remodels, and additions by virtually building the space using 3D modeling and photorealistic renderings. This technique and technology allows clients to make necessary design changes before materials are purchased. I'm sure you've heard the horror stories of costly mistakes with design and remodel process. That happens all the time and it's happening. You need to call speed Media today 256. 256- 517 7188 that's 215 517 7188 for a free consultation it's free go call 251 517 7188 or visit kal-media.com that's k a l media.com you can go check them out yourself okay jimmy um want to talk a little more my voice is about to leave me i have called four games today, i got to call four called four games yesterday four games today four games tomorrow two games on saturday you're
0: like the uh, basketball. You're like the basketball play-by-play guy, uh, but also working in the coal mines.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's rough, man. And we're doing the games. For those who don't know, we're actually calling the games from a TV monitor in Silicaga. So the games are happening at UAB Arena and Bill Harris Arena because Legacy Arena is being worked on. That's where it normally is. And so we're calling these games, and you got do- dual games going on all the time. And the setup's kind of weird because Mountain Brook played for a state championship day and they beat Spanish Fort. um, And that game was going on while uh, I was calling games, so I'm actually able to watch both of them. there's kind of a cool part to that because it's like being in March Madness for real. Um, (laughs) And Oak Mountain was playing Enterprise for the 7A state state championship while the Calhoun and um, midfield game was going on that I was calling. Well, while I was watching that game and calling my game, I looked up it was halftime and it was like I don't remember maybe like 38 34 or something like that and I mean it was a lot of high flying action the halftime score in the Oak Mountain game was 11 to 8 <laughs> 11 to 8 <laughs> Davey David himself had 21 at half Oak Mountain and Enterprise 9 to 19
0: So unbelievable um,
1: Yeah uh so, to, you know, some of the games are, you know, state championships are already over, and some of them are just getting started. It, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, the 2A championships won't be till Saturday, and that's the only day with two games. Um, I'll be calling both of those too. and unfortunately I want to get to call J.D. Davidson. His, his high school career is done. He will play in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. I'm not sure if I'm calling it yet. I hope I am because that will be a lot of fun to call that as well. And um, anyway, uh, looking forward to that. But going back to Davidson just for a minute, Look, he he's the kind of guy that I think when he gets around some other high flyers uh, like Alabama will have next year. I mean, when you talk about uh, Alex Chiku, who will be back on the court, hopefully somebody like that. Man, he's he's going to make and, – and Quinterly is going to get him the ball in great spots. Um, I, I, Primo, you assume he'll be back. I mean, look, it, it's going to be a lot of fun for Alabama basketball next year. Like I said yesterday in the podcast, this SEC championship – isn't the the end result. This is the beginning. This reminds me a lot of Nick Saban's first national championship at Alabama, and I'm not predicting NATO Twins' national championship. Don't get me wrong, but I think that it's this is significant. I've seen a lot of, you know, shit talk on Twitter about, yeah, this season doesn't count and all that bullshit. Look, this season counts as yeah. much as any, if not more so. So, again. I get, I, the- get
0: up, I get upset about that because, look, what the budgets at these schools are, every- Any power five, and it doesn't have to be power five in basketball, Big East, American Athletic. There are no down years. There are only years where at least a hundred schools spend millions of dollars trying to win. That's what they're all trying. They're all trying to, to win, and they're all spending millions of dollars to do it. So there is no down year. That's stupid. It, that, that makes it sound like, well, we'll try next year. No. Everyone is trying to win, and they're spending millions to do it. So never buy into the talk of, oh, it's a down year. What the hell is that? When did everybody stop trying? Because I see Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Auburn, Louisiana Lafayette, North Carolina State, Baylor, Virginia, Cal, Boise, uh, Villanova, St. Joseph's. They're all spending millions trying to win today. So I don't want to hear any down year stuff. There's never a down year.
1: Of course, though, in true
0: Alcash which I think
1: that's a great rant, by the way. In true Alabama fashion, which has nothing to do with what Alabama did directly. But I think Kentucky solidified their spot to be in the same bracket as Alabama should they win that first-round game. Um, uh, you know, and look, say what you want to. Kentucky's not having a banner year, blah, blah, blah. You don't ever want to play them.
0: Not in the big blue invitational. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, it, it's fitting. Hey, you know, one thing, hey, I want to give Auburn some props here because I was reminded of this last night. It's not like I forgot it, but uh, I was reminded of it. Let's give Auburn some props. I'm not saying that Alabama's about to do what Auburn did to or, or the last March Madness, but Auburn's run to the Final Four, which is inc- incredulous. It's, it's incredulous that a, that a school from the SEC that's not Kentucky made it to the Final Four. But they not only did that, look who they beat to get there. Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, and then, then they come within a basket of beating Virginia, who eventually won the national championship. And I just say that to say this, if Alabama has to play Kentucky in that first game in the SEC tournament and you're like, we're finally the one seed in the SEC tournament, and we get Kentucky in the first round, well, sometimes that's what it takes. Look what Auburn did in the NCAA tournament, you know, the last time we were able to have this thing before COVID. So sometimes that's the road, and uh, you you just got to beat Kentucky. If we're the number one seed and they're an eight or a nine, go win the game.
1: No, I'm with you on that, Logan. I I just – It's just one of those things that Kentucky's always in our bracket. And they're not very good this year, and we have beaten them twice. So, it's not like we're afraid of them. I'm just saying it's one of those kind of funky – It is
0: is sort of like – to me, it's more comical than bad. You know, the Alabama fans is like, we can't get a break. Well, we're the number one seed in there in eight or nine, so we should win the damn game. You know, but it is sort of comical. It's comical that we cannot – Alabama, it, it's almost like a cosmic thing at this point. Alabama must play Kentucky in the SEC tournament. <laughs> There's no avoiding them. I think we, I'm sure this is wrong, but it feels like we've played Kentucky in the SEC tournament seven years in a row. I'm sure that's not right, but it feels like it.
1: Yeah, it 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 just can't be right, but it does feel like it. Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want you to go on your NFL rant, draft rant. All right, buddy. You said you wanted to talk NFL draft because you woke up fired up about it. That's a weird way to wake up, but go for it.
0: <laughs> Not so much a rant, just excited today. about. It's kind of like waking up and realizing, because life moves fast. I'm sure we've all noticed this. Life moves fast. And I woke up today noticing, holy crap, the NFL draft is next month. And how compelling is this draft if you're an Alabama fan? First of all, all drafts are compelling. I mean, back when Alabama wasn't what we are today, all all drafts were compelling to me then. But now, now throw in the fact that five or six Alabama players will be selected in the first round of this draft. And that makes it awesome enough. That makes it like incredible to watch. I mean, that five or six of our kids would actually be drafted in the first round and be on the NFL red carpet and get guaranteed four-year deals worth all that money. But to make it even more interesting, Luke, five quarterbacks are almost certain to be taken in the first round, five. So in terms of like what makes the drafts interesting to me is first, the Alabama guys. And second, are there some franchise quarterbacks going? So when you're talking about five or six Alabama guys, five quarterbacks, half the league basically switching up who their quarterback is going to be going forward. Uh, then even some high-profile franchises. I mean, the New York Jets picking second, Urban Meyer in the NFL, and now he's picking first. Uh, it's just like the most interesting draft of all time, and it's next month. So, yeah, I'm uh, – Fired up about the draft today.
1: You know, it's funny that you bring it up because um, as I'm leaving Silicaga to come to LX City and and uh, uh, listen to serious XMU or whatever the hell it is, <clears throat> ESPNU, whatever, uh, they've got their they're talking draft and they're talking about uh, one thing that came up was uh, JC Horn, of course, at South Carolina, who got a big game against Auburn this year, and then um, uh, Patrick Sertan. And they had a draft expert on, and they, the guy the host asked him, look, would J.C. Horn and Sertan be thought of as highly if they weren't the sons of two famous former NFL players? And the guy said, well, probably not, but at the same time, it helps. You know, you're, you're saying it in a negative connotation when here's the thing. If they sucked, if they weren't good players – they're not going to be where they are because just, oh, shit, well, it's, it's uh, Joe Horn's son. I mean, no, that's that's not how it works. But when they're good and then you add in that they're the son of these former players, it makes their draft stock even higher. So is it, there may be a guy out there that's as good as Patrick Sertan. Uh, some, a lot of people like to talk about that. Uh, Caleb Farley, I think it is, from Virginia Tech. Farley from Virginia Tech, big time. But he, his point was, for me, the thing that brings Sertan over the top, okay, if you believe these two guys are about equal, I mean, or neck and neck, whatever, if you believe that, then I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the guy whose dad played in the NFL forever and, right. and was good. And he said the reason is because, number one, I know it's a football family. I know he loves the sport. And, number two, he knows the ins and outs. I mean, you, you getting ready to come to the league – this guy already knows about it. And, he, you know, And basically his other point was finally, you know, he played at Alabama, which is kind of a, you know, NFL farm league anyway. So <laughs> I thought that was a great point. That's a good way to put it because a lot of people like to look at it. The guy, his point was he also was on a show in Milwaukee and the Milwaukee guys were asking him a few years ago when T.J. Watt was coming out. saying, said, what do you think about T.J. Watt? He said, I think he's a first rounder. And the guys were laughing and they were like, well, you're just saying that, you know, we, we're a TJ Watt fan, but you're just saying he's first rounder because he's JJ Watt's brother. And he was like, well, I'm not saying that just because, but because he is his brother, it helps.
0: <laughs> Here's what's uh man. I, I love, I love that talk. And this is why I'm so fired up about it. Cause to me, that's incredibly interesting. Sometimes you get privy to some information and, and it's hard because you're privy to it to put it aside. And, uh, But this is the thing with you mentioned J.C. Horn, who Alabama took a long look at, you know, when he was coming out of high school. And he ends up signing with South Carolina, even though this was a high profile cornerback prospect from Atlanta with an NFL dad. He signed with South Carolina, not Alabama, not Georgia, not LSU, not even Tennessee or Auburn. He signed with South Carolina. And you're like, gosh, I wonder how how that happened. And the fact of the matter is it's one reason it happened. He didn't have great 40 times coming out of high school. And he went to camps at those schools and didn't have great 40 times. And that's how he ended up at a South Carolina and not an Alabama, a Georgia, an LSU, or a Florida. And now, now fast forward four years, three years, four years, J.C. Horn was a great player at South Carolina. He had one game this year. I guess it was against Auburn. Uh, He looked like one of the best cornerbacks you've seen in the history of the SEC. I mean, this kid was a playmaker. He's got cornerback swag. He's got the NFL dad. I think J.C. Horn had a fantastic career at South Carolina. But I'm a recruiting guy, and I remember his recruitment really well in my head how can I shake the fact that the most elite SEC schools weren't going to bite on him because of those 40 times? So now maybe he went to South Carolina and got faster. That does happen. And I'm really interested to see on this pro day what he runs. But when uh, I get fascinated with J.C. Horn, because I'm like, man, what a great player in the SEC, proving himself in the greatest proving ground there is in college football. But. I don't know, wasn't a five-star coming out of high school because of those 40 times. So that's what just makes this draft incredibly interesting.
1: Yeah, and that is a great point. Now, one thing that I would counter that with is say, look, I think he proved uh, – and you could make the argument that, that the Auburn game was probably South Carolina's biggest game of the year, uh, especially given the circumstances of the season, and he had his best game of the year. If I'm not mistaken, those may have been – I think he had two picks in that game. He was definitely SEC player of the week. And those may have been his only two picks of the year.
0: Right, right. I remember even tweeting about it. I-, I watched the game or a big chunk of it. And I remember tweeting, and Alabama played that weekend. And, of course, I love all of our kids, and I'm the biggest proponent for our kids anywhere. But I remember watching that game going, I don't give a shit what our Bama guys did if Z Horn's not SEC player of the week. They're not doing this right, you know. Uh, he he right. was awesome, and, and I realize it's Auburn and Bo Nix, and he's not exactly doing it against, you know, Ohio State and Justin Fields. But uh, I'm a big J.C. Horn fan. I'm real happy that the kid had a great career. Uh, I was a fan of his dad and what his dad did at, in Atlanta and New Orleans. But, uh, you know, I get privy to some information, and I remember the, uh, they're not going to take J.C. Horn because of those 40 times. And now you fast forward three or four years later and I've still got that ringing in my head. And that's why I'm like, do you take JC Horn in the first round? I don't know. So, and that's just one cornerback from South Carolina. I'm of course incredibly more interested in what's going on with the Alabama guys or even quarterbacks, you know, the most interesting position, you know, in the league. And, and you, and by the way, I'm a huge fan of all five, first-round quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, who I think is the most deserving first-round number-one pick since Andrew Luck. Uh, I've loved Zach Wilson from minute number one. I I feel, even though some people are going, what the hell is all this Zach Wilson talk? I feel I'm ahead of the curve there. I love Zach Wilson going into last year. Saw him play in September and was like, I love this guy at the next level. Uh, Justin Fields, who I think is getting kind of a raw deal uh, in the sense that It seems like too much is being made of the flaws and not enough of the positivity. Uh, Trey Lance, one of the great stories, really in the history of the NFL draft, you play one year of FCS football. You're not offered to play FBS football. You're only offered to play in the FCS and you redshirt. And then in your redshirt freshman year, you do enough to be a top 10 pick. How is that not the most interesting thing ever? Oh, and then there's Mac Jones, who's being most often compared to Tom Brady, you know, in this draft and uh, train with us at QB Country. So, of course, that may how could I be more biased than this? An Alabama guy who trains at uh, QB Country, I work for so, uh, I'm of course rooting for Mac to be the number one pick ahead of Trevor Lawrence, but but we we know that's not gonna happen. But I, I just love this quarterback draft, I think all five guys have a chance to be the face of five NFL franchises uh, and then throw in the Alabama guys like Barmore and Sertan and Devontae and Waddle, and does Najee get in the first round, which is also incredibly interesting. So, uh, wow, this all all happens next month.
1: Going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk a lot more draft as it grows closer, but for right now, that's going to do it, folks. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and roll time.
0: Roll it.